0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 383, a stand-up comic, Dishes on Dating in Midlife. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy Weiner, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. A woman of value is somebody who shows up, stands up, and speaks up and knows her value. And so every week we bring you a tip on how to be more of that woman of value. And this week's tip is dare to think big. I know that when I first got divorced and I started my own business in coaching, I was scared to to be bigger. Like it just I wanted to hide. I was married to a stand-up comic and we'll get more into that later, but <laughs> being married to a performer, I was the background person. I was the head writer, I was the, you know, the designer of his puppet sets and the big picture thinker, but not the big Person out front, but I also realized very quickly that if I wanted to get found and have a business, I needed to think bigger and I needed to get out of my comfort zone. So, my challenge to you today is if you're thinking small about yourself, your dreams, just take a moment and see what would be 10% bigger than where you are now and go for it because we get one one chance at this life, and you don't want to have regrets that you didn't do what you dreamed of doing. And before I bring on Gail Forrest, who's my guest, I want to uh, make sure that you know about my Facebook group. It's a free group called Your Last First Date. And if you're over 40, you're a woman, and you want to learn how to be better at dating and relationships, so you can be in a relationship and join we are very focused on positive growth. We are not a place to come and vent and talk about how horrible men are. We are a place for you to learn about yourself and about men and about dating and relationships and really start to gain the skills you need to find your last first date. So now for our guest, Gail Forrest. She is an author, a stand-up comic from Second City. She's an entrepreneur, a humorist, a dating expert, and a blogger. She knows how to make you laugh at herself, at yourself, at other people, and especially at her sharp, provocative, memorable declarations and videos about online dating after 50. She is joining us today to talk about the humor that can be found when dating in midlife. Welcome to the show,
0: Gail. Sandy, I love your
1: optimism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's right. not false. You're it's, great. You know, You're like the half-full woman.
1: Yay. I am. Well, and it's not fake. I First of all, I, I mean, what's the alternative to believe everything is doom and gloom and we're all going to die? Um, that doesn't work for me. But also, you know, yeah. learning... When I went to coaching school, I really gained the tools to make it all happen. It's not just wishful thinking, pie in the sky, like everything's going to change. But there are steps you can take. And a lot of my clients come to me having grown up in really horrible codependent homes where their parents didn't give them the love they needed, and they'd never had the modeling for a healthy relationship. And so Mm -hmm. I help them with that. I help them to start being more self-compassionate and self loving and from that place we are much better at dating. Um so I go deep. I go within. uh mm-hmm. so it's not just blind optimism. I'm not just some psychotic person. I'm really <laughs> basing it on reality <laughs> so and perfect. and on what?
0: It yeah, no, I think it well, you know, I'm I'm not trying to burst anyone's bubble. I just think it gets at midlife, you know, lots of things change for women and men, except I think women are far more I think women are just far more self-conscious than men are. Men, I believe, and I'm not dissing men. I love men. I've been married to t- twice. And mm-hmm. I think men are just a little better at ignoring their faults or ignoring their responsibilities in a relationship or ignoring never looking in a mirror. So um, Well, they look in a mirror and they think they look
1: great. And we look in a mirror and think, oh, my God.
0: Cellulite. Who is that?
1: and they're like <laughs> right and they're looking at the big gut and going I look pretty hot
0: so they do. yeah. They, why they do you think, think- men, always, men have magic mirrors that's my joke that's always my joke <laughs> it's sort of my running joke they have magic mirrors like we right I agree we look in the mirror like oh my god is it my mother who is that like sometimes you're like who's that and then you realize mm-hmm. to a few of my girlfriends are just in a store and you're walking around and you look in a mirror and you don't even know that's you so, yeah. Um, we need more magic mirrors. More. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, or one of my girlfriends said, just look at one very small part of your face at a time. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, and I think cool. I think one of the um, the wonders of nature is that our eyesight gets worse as we get older. So we get the big 360. You know, it's like I I take a look from far away. Go if the whole picture looks good from this distance, I'm good. I don't want to look at that yep. magnifier. And I think that's teenage years, you know, where you're analyzing everything and, you know, oh, I got a zit. I can't leave the house. Now it's like I can stand upright. My
0: hair isn't falling out. I've got all my teeth. That's so all good. <laughs> I know. Actually, I just posted something Something I wrote this morning called Designated Tweezer. Because the only reason that I look really closely in the mirror now is to like, oh, my God, I think you have a chin hair. So mm-hmm. it's the only reason to look at a, mag- <laughs> look right. at a magnifying mirror, because they're there. Yes, but I it doesn't define them. who you are, for sure. No,
1: no. <laughs> so
0: it, let's start not.
1: with um, a little background on you. I'd love to have our audience here. like, how did you get started in this field of stand-up comedy?
0: Well, I started by writing a blog called Gone Puzzle, which is, you know, very popular, because I think I noticed, it Just dawned on me that my friends and I, and probably when we're in our mid 40s or 40s, somewhere in that decade, we're all like can't find things, can't see things, missing things. What did, did I call you? Did you call me? Where's my cell phone? I'm oh, I'm talking on it like all those things that seem to happen overnight, but um, happen slowly. And I just decided to start writing about it. I mean, I don't even mm-hmm. think I knew what menopause was. I write a lot about that, and I don't mean to really dig too deep into that but like my mother and the joke is my mother said she went through it in one afternoon like myself and all my girlfriends our mothers never talked about it and it's a big life change it affects everything about you Mm -hmm. so I think when I started realizing all these things were changing you know who is that person in the mirror you know even Nora Ephron and her genius I feel bad about my neck you know just those things that you start noticing that when you're 30 and you're hot and beautiful and You never think about it. But Mm -hmm. um, we just started having these conversations. So I started this blog called Gone Puzzle because we'd all been going towards menopause. And, like, I don't know about your doctor, and I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but mine, like, never mentioned. I mean, he maybe mentioned two things, Mm -hmm. neither of which applied to me. So um, we just, I tried just to get my friends and I to start talking about it. Then I started writing about it. Actually, I think it was my mother's idea because she actually thinks I'm funny. But um, so the more I wrote about it and then I would just send it out to my friends and they would laugh or they would respond. And I started this blog and website and um, it just kind of mushroomed from there. Hmm. So it's been, you know, and then I started Instagram. Everyone got into Instagram, right? Are you on Instagram? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I started turning my little blogs into videos because one of my friends is like, yeah, people like videos. They don't, you know, they're not going to read anything. They make videos. So I took things from my book, and I think that's how I started into stand-up. I'm like, I just started, I never wrote anything down. I'm like, oh, here's a chapter on Queen of One Date. So I just, or who are the people in People Magazine? So since you only have to talk for a minute, it was before Instagram TV, I
1: could Mm -hmm. just be funny for a
0: minute. You know, I was, I was good at the minute comedy. Yeah. And then I, yeah, that wasn't too hard. I mean, and it was fun. I mean, I'm, look, I make myself laugh, I think, first and foremost. Oh, <laughs> <I entertain laughs> well, that's good. I know. Um, yeah. And then so I decided I'd try Second City, being from Chicago, and spent all that summer at Second City going through everything. And just now I just started doing open mics which mm. it, you know are fun for me i mean it's a new very new experience seeing the world of you know being on the stage as opposed to listening so mm. it's kind of where it started i don't you know yeah. i don't know if that explains it but that's the short version
1: yeah no interesting and so um i it's just i'm thinking of the marvelous mrs Maisel, of course um have you watched yeah, her the grandmother series?
0: Can, you, can we think of her grandmother? <laughs> it would be me. Her her grandmother would being be you. <laughs> her, being old enough to be a grandmother. Well, that's true. Her mother
1: is like forty and the thirty-five. Yeah, I, I don't know. She's so young. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just interesting, like the whole Lenny Bruce thing, and and I remember all that growing up. So I'm sixty-three. I I um, I'm not afraid to tell my age, and I'm listening to your story, and yeah. Um, People don't talk about a lot of things. They don't talk about the hard stuff, you know, the, the sexual issues that happen in midlife, the, you know, um, what happens to your body, how to protect yourself from STDs. I mean, I, I came to my gynecologist. I said, you know, you really should talk to people who were in long-term relationships who are out there dating again about, about how to prevent STDs at this stage Because we don't know mm-hmm. everything there is To know and so there aren't A lot of resources for all of that And it's um, Yeah I, I didn't have a Terrible menopausal experience um, My mother had a Hysterectomy when she was pretty young um, Oh so and she so, went through it yeah. yeah so she Went through it kind of overnight um, Like your mom talks about but she Literally <laughs> did go well, through I, it overnight well. And uh you know, so it's it's not having people to talk about all these things and then finding the humor in it because I think there is a lot of humor. I know we there's we, a lot my, of humor
0: if you can do yeah, it if you can find humor or find someone else who I think finding the humor is if you can get one other person to go oh yeah I've not you know I've been looking for my glasses for like three months now you know just someone else mm-hmm. who I will tell you the funny thing like I was just visiting my son who's a doctor and I went Jesse. Any woman who comes to you with a problem, it's menopause, and they're over 40. It's menopause <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't even think they know. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a doctor, he's an attending, you know. They don't even think about it. So, so, yeah, um, often, think- often it is. But also we don't want to go
1: into, like, blaming women's issues on just hormones because we have a lot of that from, you know, oh, you're on your period. I you're crazy. You know, we get a lot of that yeah. too. I'm sorry for um, the but it is thing. important I'm
0: thinking, to look at Yeah, what was yeah, that? Yeah, I know. I think. Oh, I, yeah. I just heard it. I'm. I think it is important, and my doctor never mentioned it. And and everything that happens to women, I think there are more women gynecologists, which is probably good for women because I think men, much like everything else, even if they're trained, they think they're you know they miss they miss that chapter. they were all sick that day when they discussed it in medical school. Mhm. But well. uh, It's you know things change. You know, like I like I said. You know, I mean, I think. I at one point labeled myself the queen of one date because I only go on. And I think what you said early on about women feeling good about themselves and going dating and feeling that you're, you know, you have, some, you have something of value. You know, I think it's still difficult if you date, like, let's just say men over 50 or whatever your demographic is and bless the women that are dating younger, you know, like the Heidi Klum's of the world. But um <laughs> It's difficult. I think men, I mean, I don't mean, I'm not dissing them. I've gone on way more dates than anyone should go on in any, you know, three or four lifetimes, but um, I don't know. I mean, I still wonder how many men really want a, a, a really intelligent woman or a successful woman. I mean, just yesterday, because I did some research on this, I was talking to a male friend of mine. He's a retired professional and I think he feels that men- women that are very successful and been oh well, not hardened by success, but you know worked hard to become successful and he um I think he struggles with that because it's not like what men are looking like they're all looking for like the soft still like the soft, gentle woman but um so I think dating doesn't difficult. enjoy dating successful women well, I think he finds it he likes successful women. Of course, now men are looking for women that are coming along with money as opposed to, I find a lot of them are resenting having to pay for women. There's so much I could go on. We could go on for hours on this topic, but, um, you know, he, I think he likes interesting women, but I still think they have to keep it there, you know, sort of in the framework of femininity, you know, and we've worked Uh really hard to be successful. Like we've competed in the world of, you know, men. And, I feel good about competing in the world of men. I was a private art dealer for 20 years. I had my own business, but it's tough, you know. Like it's, these are all tough roads to become. Yeah. You know.
1: So it's not. Successful. And, and I'll give you my dating coaching perspective on this because um, this is a big topic in the whole dating coaching world. There, a lot of women feel that men don't ask them out again because they're intimidated by their success. That's like one of the number one reasons why women think men don't call them back. And there was this huge study done by Rachel Greenwald who wrote a book called Have a Met Hello. And she did Mm -hmm. exit interviews with 1,000 men about why they didn't call women back. And you don't usually get the opportunity to ask because they just don't call you back. And she did this for her Harvard master's thesis. And the reason that men said they didn't call women back were was women who were bossy um, turned them off. So here's here's the thing with successful women: they often show up as men. Like you said, they want men. Men want women who are more feminine. It's not about faking who you are, and I work a lot on this with clients. It's about bringing out more of your warmth and the part of you that doesn't need to compete anymore because doing work you've got to show up as, you know, in your masculine energy in this like I have mm-hmm. to succeed and I have to I have to stay focused and on task, task, improve myself. But when you're on a date, that doesn't create attraction, you know? So it's not saying suppress who you are. It's saying access that part of you that you've put on hold for so long cuz you've been independent. Yeah.
0: You've but been running tough, a business. saying?
1: It's not a natural thing because you've put up so many guards to succeed in life and you don't want to get hurt but if you don't access it you don't create intimacy you don't create polar polarizing connections which is important you need that polarity not polarizing but polarity you need to have opposites otherwise you both show up as exactly the same thing you're not going to find it attractive
0: Yeah I mean I think that's a, I think that's a good point I do think that's a good point but I also think like even from my female friends that are in business and they write letters. I went, get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. Men don't want to, men don't care about the 800 words you put before the point. Just get to the point. So we're so used to in the business world or doing business or whatever you're doing as a woman out in the world to earn money. You know, we're used to just no one has the time to hear it, you know, hear a long explanation of anything. So I think that, right, you come to a date and you're I don't know. I can only speak for myself. I, you know, I don't know if I'm pushy or not pushy or, you know, it's different. You're just like, you know, I don't know. I think it's complicated. And one of my, another male friend I queried said, make sure you say that opposites don't attract. that at a certain point in life, you're not looking for someone who's going to bring so much interest to your life. You're looking for someone who does the same thing you do. We both play golf. We both play tennis. We both play pickleball, the newest thing that everyone's doing. So um, he said, make sure that you say opposites really don't attract. I mean, this is from a 63-year-old man. Okay, so we're talking about similar interests, not similar
1: values. Um, And similar values is the most important thing. When I say opposites, like I was just saying before, you need polarity. It means Mm -hmm. that the person has to have something you don't have. You cannot just be clones of each other. It is boring. It doesn't create any kind of tension or attraction sexually. It creates a nice friendship. So Mm -hmm. I would say, yes, you do have to have similar interests. You're going to spend a lot of time together at this stage in life. But um, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. I think that, you know, if if you can't find anything in common, you're certainly not going to have fun on a date but you want to make sure that the other person is providing something. And, you know, all these women who are so independent, they want men to, like, take them and to, you know, show up and be a guy, you know, and not just be this wimpy, like, whatever you want to do. I'm not going to plan anything. You plan the date. You know, It's mm-hmm. we have to recapture some of the, some of the dating norms of the past because what brought us here today, what brought us to this equal rights is – works really well in the workforce it doesn't translate into
0: romance it just doesn't yeah i think it doesn't and maybe you can explain this to me because i've yet to get the right explanation because every one of the profiles i read i'm like i think like i have a phd in profile reading but on dating sites but everyone's Mm -hmm. looking for and i think it's so different and i blame the i blame this world of you know like candy store dating like oh i like maybe i like this piece but then you go out and someone's too short someone's too tall someone's a little too mm-hmm. you know they're right-handed you're looking for someone left-handed there's like almost too many choices and the, but everyone's looking for everyone's looking for the same word chemistry what does yep. that mean especially when you yes. need someone one time so men write that a lot more than women
1: i think and i think There's this false belief that we're going to be hit with these incredible butterflies. We're going to know the minute the person walks in, which is total BS. You might feel a connection. You might feel like, oh, they're really attractive. Um, But chemistry develops over time when somebody continues to show up and be accountable and be kind and be interesting and be funny. That's how chemistry grows but that immediate, oh, my you. God, lust, you know, that's a false premise, and that's totally media-related. All the movies, the fairy tales about relationships
0: and um, lights well, it went and, out and rainbows. The ink when you were sleeping with everybody, with a ponytail and good weed. I mean, so, I mean, right. but, but they all say the same thing, and I think because of the dating sites, you get one, one chance. And I do like when I sit with someone and I'll be just as guilty as the man. I sit there and the bubble over my head. And, you know, I live a lot in the bubble over my head. Could I, mm-hmm. first of all, could I kiss him? Well, let's just say I could. Oh, maybe I could. Mm-hmm. Then you start thinking, could I ever have sex with this guy? Could I ever have sex with this guy? And maybe if you got to know them over the next month or two months, you could. Because they'd be great. They're funny. They're lovable. They're warm. They're, you know, incredible men. But, you but no one's, yeah, that doesn't happen so much anymore, getting, getting to know you.
1: Do you right, know what I mean? So that's
0: why I, I work with clients on how to create the
1: connections that help somebody want to contact you again. Because if you're showing up and just talking about, I lived here and I did this for a living, and you're not sharing the heart of who you are, then you're like a colleague or a friend, and you're not showing up with any romance at all and it's it's hard to muster that up but it is a it's a it's a skill set that can be learned so you know it it is a very different way of dating i remember back in my 20s how different it was but it still was hard then i mean you know i wasn't meeting people i really connected with which is why i chose my stand up comic husband because he was more interesting <laughs> and you know he he, he was really interested in getting married which
0: nobody else was you know it was just it's yeah. Never been well men, simple. I think, I think men it's like legally blonde. Remember the movie Legally Blonde when he's one yep. of the professors says, Do you think she just woke up this morning and said, I think I'll be a lawyer? See, I think men one day they wake up and go, I think I'll get married. I think I'll get married today. I think it's mm. just a flip, a switch that flips. Not now. Now it's too late. Now I'm like you know, I'm three wives in all my money. Another thing for FYI, all their money is accounted for. So if anyone's out there thinking they're looking for a little extra cash, it's you know, they all have children and grandchildren. All the estates are planned. You're not part of the estate planning. You might be part of dinner and a nice trip or two, but you're really not part of the estate planning. So that whole, like, Cinderella fantasy.
1: Yeah, it's
0: not a get-rich-quick uh, <laughs> kind of so a transaction. Yeah. A 20-year-old yeah. looking for and willing to be someone's arm candy till they have a, their first stroke, but um, right exactly. <laughs> so,
1: so you labeled yourself as the queen of one date. Tell us, tell us some of your funny dating midlife stories.
0: Well, I think something that happens to me, and maybe, and maybe you answered this already. It's like I'll go out on a date with someone. And actually, the less attractive I am, attracted I am to them, the more I feel guilty enough to sit there and continue talking instead of going. You know, this isn't really going to work. This is a, you know, let's just, you know, me we met goodbye. But um, they'll talk to me for like three or four hours. You know, here we close the damn restaurant, and um, you know, on a variety of subjects, whatever name a subject. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I never hear from them again. That always baffles me. So I went well, it on. Well, sounds like you're discussion. not attracted to them, though. I'm ambivalent a lot of the times, and once in a while, once in a while, I'm attracted. And maybe that is it. Like you have to be far more honest about who you're really attracted to. Uh, definitely but, uh, part of the process. Um, I know. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, so so why are you staying on a date for four hours when um, you're not interested?
0: Because I don't know how to end it, maybe you could help all of us who just don't know how to end a date. <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: ended. I have ended a date after like twenty minutes. Um, well, what so I saying? believe in. I would like to am direct. I I just go. You know, you seem like a nice person, but I'm not feeling a connection. And uh, I'm I'm going to go have have a real you know really good life. Good luck to you. Thank you so much for meeting me, and go. You know, yeah. I just. I would rather somebody said that to me than tolerated 3 hours with me. You know, it's just there and and if you don't interrupt and I I do a lot of interrupting too. If somebody's talking mm-hmm. nonstop and they're not asking about me, I'll put my hand on their arm and I'll say, "Man, may I interrupt you? Um, you know, you've been talking for a while. Is there anything you'd like to know about me?"
0: I have done that too. Mhm. What do and they how does it go? What's your what what do they say to you um, so a really conscious man will say oh, I'm so sorry
1: I was really nervous I was just talking too much and um, a man who is reactive will possibly get up and leave <laughs> um, he could be really pissed it's happened not to me but it's happened to other people what about you what happens
0: I um I haven't done it as much as you have. I mean I'm I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh the kind of oi, I don't really like him, so I seem to sit here out of a sense of guilt. And yeah. um I'm the opposite. I sit there and I sit there and sort of just keep talking, or you know, keep talking, keep listening. All right, the man that goes on forever and is the expert in everything. hmm Super annoying. So I mean, like I said, I've gone on the succession Oh, I did. I did ask one male friend like years ago. I went. I don't understand. I mean, I'm the queen of one date. He's like, I said. What do I do? He goes, See, you're asking a question. Just listen. Just be a listener. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, every time So I, I, I have a, a problem
1: with that. I, I I just got off the phone with a client earlier today who said that she read the same advice from a dating expert. Just listen more. And. I find that most women who are dating at this stage in life are doing too much listening. Like they're, they're tolerating these long conversations. Yes. Listening is important and not, not getting uncomfortable with every silent space, but Mm -hmm. you also have to show up as you, like you have to leave some kind of impression of who you are at your core. And you can't do that by just listening constantly. No, you can't,
0: because someday, here's my theory, someday the real you will come out. And they don't even know that person. They'll be like, and who are you? I'm being serious. I know someone watching TV he would never watch in a million ever years, if I suggested it. He's sitting there watching shows. I mean, what's going to happen the day when he tells her he can't stand those shows? And I know I can't right. stand those shows.
1: So that's so, why um, when I work with somebody, I make sure that they bring more of who they are, their real self. That, that's why ending a date and saying I'm really not feeling it. Um, I say it over the phone. You know, it's it's kind to set a boundary with people and to, to stop, like, trying to think you have to hook a guy by being fake, by being something you're not or faking what you like, faking orgasm. I
0: mean, you know,
1: <laughs> how many years
0: have women been doing that? I know I had a man that I dated this summer. This is terrible. Not that it's terrible, but um, I mean, he kept telling me how I didn't like sex. And I basically, can you swear on your show? I mean, I won't, but I was just like, (laughs) seriously, maybe it's just, they don't like sex with you. Why didn't I say that? Why did I not say that? And he was the worst kisser. And I always think of myself as nothing else. Like I might be the queen of one date, but I'm the queen of kissing. And, um, he was the absolute worst kisser, and I let him, like, accuse me. Oh, I hate myself. This is, like, the self-loathing <laughs> in me. I let, him, seriously, you're top self-loathing. <laughs> I let him accuse me of not liking sex, which is not true. So I'm mm-hmm. um, sure I've had more good sex than he's ever had in his 79 years. And <laughs> um, I never said, you're just a crappy kisser. I mean, he was the worst, the worst, the worst kisser. And, yeah, um, so it's hard to do that. It's it's hard to tell
1: somebody, you so know, you have bad I breath.
0: But was I sparing his feelings he
1: wasn't sparing my feelings? And I
0: spent, like, well, months yeah. defending myself.
1: So this is why I love dating at this age and I love doing what I do, because I help women have a comeback and be able to say that that's hurt, you know, that hurt my feelings or, um, you know, or to say, like, there are ways to also help a bad kisser become a better kisser. Like, you can... You can work with him. You cannot just tolerate his crappy kissing. You know what I mean? I did, but it doesn't work.
0: I'm going to get everyone yeah, out sir. there. Hold on. I cannot teach a bad kisser to be a good kisser. So I know
1: people I'm- who have, but it's if it doesn't work, then it's time to cup bait. You know, um, I remember one guy I dated years ago, and he was like a really sloppy, wet kisser. And I remember the yeah. first time he kissed me. I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and oh, I gosh. and I I was just like I really was so shocked. And he was like, "What, you don't like that?" And I said, "No, I don't like wet kisses all over my like that. Was can you make it a little drier?" I don't remember exactly what I said, but he he did listen and his kissing got better. So, you know, it was just like I I couldn't fake that one. Um you know, and I think part of part of what I love about this stage is like we are more honest we we tolerate less crap from people um so yeah, I mean, you probably won't have as much to laugh about if you start just you know just make you know ending everything um nipping it at the bud but i I do think you know there is a lot of comedy here um so did you do you well, have like one? Yeah, but, like, do you have, like, one very funny story, not just about, you know, like a general thing, but, like, something that happened that was very, very funny?
0: I don't have anything that was very, very funny. I mean, I think, for me, they are not, sometimes not funny at the time, but when I come home and write about them, which a lot of people got very nervous that I had a blog and I write about my dates. that was mm-hmm. one thing. They were afraid to do it, you know, say anything or do anything. But I think that I've had, oh, I don't know if I've had ones that are just, funny, what, this is crazy funny, but when I come home and I think about it and I start writing about it, um, it becomes funny for me. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's a lot of them. I've had good dates. Look, I lived with a man I slept, you know, I met online. I um, have a lot of good friends that I met via dating online, but I don't know if anything hysterically funny. I kind of just keep, I keep at it because a lot of them become really good friends. That's a good piece of advice. I mean, some of these guys are just great friends. So mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't know if I have anything particularly, I mean, I hate to not be funny when I'm funny, but um, <laughs> I think when I'm finding funny, <laughs> I'm supposed to be funny, but what I'm finding <laughs> funny now is um, like the thought of dating someone younger. I mean, do I have the sort of I really, I have two women friends that dated someone, that married someone 20 years younger. Mm. And so my whole new thing is whether I have the what's the, you know, or the mm-hmm. self-confidence to, why am I always dating someone, women, you do not have to keep dating men 15 years older. So, um, I mean, my joke is that when men find someone younger and date someone younger, they're called lucky. And when women do, we're called like a wild mountain cat are called a cougar. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's no parody I mean, there's no like why are women like, Mhm. wild cats and men are lucky. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really
1: not a fair. It's not a fair labeling. It's not um, fair. It's, just,
0: it's yeah. definitely not fair. So, um my funny things, I will be honest to everyone listening, my funny things are in high a bit in hindsight. So um, the funniest ones or how I can change it into something that was, like, boring or not fun or what was this all about into something. Well, it was really kind of funny when you think about it, what he wore, what he said, who he is, what he does.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, some people just show up and say things that that are like, what? How do people say things like that? I had a date where – so I don't tell people what I do because I don't want them – thinking I'm analyzing them, which I'm sure you have similar, you know, with you writing about your right. dates. Um, and I used to write about my dates a lot more than I do today. But um, so I tell people I'm a life coach, which I am. That that was my certification. And um, And then as I get to know them, if I, you know, if we have a few dates, then I'll tell them more about what I do. So this one guy looked me up, and he came in to the date, um, first of all, he had lied about his age by several years, and he told me, when you Google, Google me, you're going to find lots of different ages. Well, you know how Google <laughs> is. And I'm like, no, I don't know how Google is. Like, it, it only gets like that if you've entered many different ages. So how old are you? Right. And he wouldn't tell me. He was, he was in his 70s. He's probably like 73, and he listed maybe 68 as his age. And I said, like, I don't care how old you are. I care that you're telling me the truth. And he goes, well, you lied. I said, really? How did I lie? He goes, you told me you're a life coach. You're not a life coach. I said, yeah, I am a life coach. And he goes, no, you're a dating coach. You are all over the Internet. I spent all Monday night researching you, and he had a list in his pocket of everything he found out about me. And he started asking me questions. And he knew about my ex being a comedian He read an article that was in the New York Times magazine that listed my children's names. He knew where I used to live. He thought it was where I still live. I mean, he was telling me all this. You live here. Your kids' names are this. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so sorry this happened to you. It was just like, what the hell is this? And that was one of the dates I ended pretty early
0: well, I've um, I've had those, like they know exactly, I, I, they read your I had one man come who ordered my book. He goes, I think I'm going to order your book before we go out. He ordered my book and he came with a list of questions. <laughs> and I have people who do that or they read my blog <laughs> and they go, because one of them might walk you know, write about waxing, you know, the Brazilian wax versus just shaving or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they'll, they will read those things. And then they will come with those, quite, exactly the same thing. I have one man lie about his age by 10 years. Because he went, well, when I had my hip done when ten when I was 65 10 years ago, I went, but your profile says you're 65, but that would make you 75. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah,
1: and learn, it's just and, and like tell at, the truth.
0: More and more men, including my male friends, I went, I just read your profile. You said you were, you know, 59. You're 68. I mean, so more and yeah. more men are lying.
1: I think the age fib is very common. And, you know, people do lie about their age a lot. It's it's become, it's almost like ghosting, you know, where people just think it's the norm. And um, right. so you just assume, if everybody's lying, I should lie too, which I think is a really a problem because it starts a relationship with
0: distrust. <clears throat> um, yeah, but I feel sorry for women. I'll tell you something. I lie about my age. Well, first of all, my mother used to make me lie about my age. My mother lies about her age. Only now she's mm-hmm. 102, so she doesn't lie anymore. But Is she um, really? Men? Yes, yeah, she really is. Wow. Um, so man, how old are you, if do you man, don't mind me ta- asking? Oh, I do mind you asking. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't <laughs> mind you asking, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay, but well, um, I told you. <laughs> I think that women. I think women have. I honestly believe this, and I understand where you should come from a point of truth. But there are so many men that are seventy that refuse to go out with a woman who's seventy. They refuse to go out with a woman who's. I'm never going to be seventy because I just refuse to be because I think I'll never have another date unless I start hmm. dating younger because I don't think younger men care as much as older men. I mean, they're double standard. And maybe because I grew up with it, and, you know, you might have been your age, too. We all are in the same demographic that we grew up with, the double standard. It's still out there. Yeah, it's so, out um, there,
1: but i yeah, whatever. I mean, there's a lot to say on this, but, um, yeah, so my question for you, my final question is, I always like to ask my guests, and I'm not sure what you have in, in terms of advice for women, um, but I like to know if if a woman wants to go on her last first date. What advice do you have? Yikes!
0: I would say <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> I'd like to go on my last first date also. <laughs> I think that what you said is right. Just be be who you are. Don't be a big surprise. Like be don't be a big surprise and. Um, I think it's tough for women that have been in business to go out on a date and be the soft feminine person. I mean, I think there's obstacles and maybe working on, you know, look, you gave me some advice this morning. I think working on some of those, remember when we were much a little more coquettish or a little, you know, um, more feminine and um, not the hard, you know, not the business woman. And um mm-hmm. And parse those profiles because there's a lot to be said in those profiles. If you're online dating, read them. Like if someone says conservative and you're a liberal, don't go. It's just, Mm -hmm. especially this time, just especially now, or if they say they like things you don't really like and you're just ethically or morally against and you're an atheist and they're a Roman Catholic. I mean, there are certain things in all that writing that will those that are obstacles. So why start? I think that's to your point. Why start with, obstacles when they're just gonna yeah. be there any regardless, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um and guess and keep going. I mean I you caught me kind of on a cynical day but just <laughs> keep trying. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Try yeah. and get people to look up from their cell phones.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part, right? I, I actually yeah. used to say to people, I'm gonna put my phone away, would you put yours away so we could just focus on each other? Um because you don't want the phone out. You know, I, I once had a mock date with somebody. This is many years ago. I met a guy at an event that I was speaking at, and he said, can I hire you to go on a mock date with me? And I'm like, okay. I wow. came up with a price, and he took me on a date. And I said, well, what are, you, what are you working on? And he said, well, I actually love dating. I'm not really working on it. He really wanted to ask me out and didn't have the balls to do it. But oh, um, the funny. first thing I said to him, he had his phone out, and he goes, I'm only going to answer it if it's my kid's. I said, "How old are your kids?" He said, "Oh, they're all married and have kids." And I'm like, "Put the phone away." (laughs) Like, seriously, you're out with me for like an hour and a half, and you're going to answer the phone if your kids call. Like, let your kids know, do not disturb. I so yeah, we have that is good advice. Oh (laughs) no, I apologize
0: for my cynicism. I know you wanted me to be funnier about it, but I know it's okay. Just keep trying. I like you gotta what keep you trying. said Yeah,
1: you got to keep trying Which is great advice And I think also you said you made a lot of friends And that's also a, a good outcome You know, it's not only one thing It's not just, I'm going to find love It's, I can also make a friend And yeah, that I made be I would a good also,
0: outcome I made some great male friends So don't dismiss them As friends Because they can, men are fun They're just as much fun as women And, you know, different but fun Mhm. Yeah So turn turn some of them into your Some of them are my besties So I'm yeah. ha- I am happy about that I am happy yeah, about and that I think that's good I think it's good to also Like you shared
1: male perspective And it's good for women to hear from men What are they experiencing Because we only see it through a narrow lens um, so I know So this is great we, We're going to have to end But I would love for you to let people know How they can find
0: you they can find me on Instagram, all my funny videos, Gail Forest on Instagram. They're pretty funny. I have a YouTube channel, Gail Forest on YouTube. Okay. I'm Gail Forrest on Facebook. My blog is, my website is gailforrest.com. I post on many, many women's sites on Facebook. Can I, I, can I name them or not name them?
1: Um, we're re- kind of short on time because we're going to get oh, bounced yeah. off anyway. the, off of the show in a minute, but fine. you can, um, you can send them to me and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, all right. you and know, I can Puzzle link to anything. Book.
0: Order the book. Everything I have to say and all my dates are in the book. So okay. you can read, book you can read, read the funny version after the sad version that I told you today <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> What's the book called? Gone Puzzle. All one word, G-O-N-E-P-A-U-S-A-L
1: okay. on okay. Amazon.
0: Okay on Amazon
1: and we'll put a link to that in the show notes thank you so much Gail this was really fun and uh, you know we learned a little bit about your perspective on dating and I think it's interesting to hear from you from other men and um, and you left us with some some nice tips for how people can go on their last first date so thank you so much be woman okay
0: Thank
1: you. okay you too and thanks everybody for joining us today if you love our show please rate us and review us on itunes and um, spread the word let people know about our show and we hope you go on your last first date very soon